Hey girlies, and welcome to the Unfiltered Podcast. We talk about everything from health and wellness to financial fitness. One thing you can count on is our unfiltered opinions. If you love this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it on your socials. Let's get into it. But welcome everyone to, yes, turn up. Welcome everyone to the podcast Unfiltered. We are going to be getting into a bit of a juicy topic today because it is a buzz topic for that has been like honestly like it's been like such a controversial topic because it's just so like we're gonna get into like why but it's like it's been so like extreme I don't know why it's been like this but yeah so basically our topic today is should you leave your nine to five for your passion so if you guys don't know me and Bianca if this is the first time that you are listening to us I work a full-time job and I also have an online business and B is a full-time business woman. Former nine to fiver. Yes. Former nine to fiver and full-time business woman. And there has been this conversation online that is basically one or the other, right? There's always been a conversation yeah. around like you can either work full-time or you can be a full-time entrepreneur and so we're trying to open up the conversation to realize that there's more than one, like, roadway out there. There's more than one career, like, opportunity out there. And that you can simultaneously do both. Um, but, yeah, so that was basically, like, the reason why um, I wanted to, like, bring it up today. Because I know that a lot of people tend to just be like, oh, well, you're working your full-time job, but when are you leaving? And it's like... <laughs> what if I don't want to? Like, what if I want to yeah. keep it? Like, what if I want to keep it and do my um, my business on the side? So as you are a person that is now a full-time entrepreneur and you were a full-timer, like for a, you were a former nine-to-fiver, how has that like, like perspective changed? Like, have you received like different opinions? Like, how has it like changed for you? So... I've literally done every stage. I was working corporate job nine to five. Then I started my own business while I was doing nine to five. And then now I'm just doing my own business. So I've kind of like seen all the different phases. And um, I feel like now when I tell people what I do, there's always like that. Oh, like, oh, okay. Not oh. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like when you say you are a business owner, you work for yourself, but you don't have like a tangible like business or like storefront or something like to go to, people don't really see it as a real job. And so um, that's definitely something that I've come across since deciding to just like be an online coach full time. It's that kind of like people really don't know what to make of it. And I get it because 10 years ago, I would have never thought that one, it was possible. And mm -hmm. two, that I would be doing myself. Like I just always thought I'm going to be a corporate girly. And that was just like my journey. But as you know, I've grown and times change, the world changed, like a lot of new opportunities have presented themselves. And so I've found that this, what I'm currently doing is my real passion. It is what I want to do full time. Mm -hmm. And not that there was anything wrong when I did work a corporate job. I just think it really has to be 
what works for you, right? There's no right and wrong answer. It's like, if you are in a job where you're miserable, then no, you shouldn't stay there, like period. Yeah. And if you get talked into starting your own business or if you get started, you know, like trying to do something because you see other people doing it, but you're not really passionate about, then no, I wouldn't say doing that either because both of them are hard and both situations have their own pros and cons. So I think no matter what, you really have to just sit down with yourself, write down the pros and cons of your current situation, what an alternative might be and kind of see what works for you. Yeah, and I think that's the key, right? Because I know that when we were in the MLM, that was something that was so looked down upon, especially for those who did the ML like the the business um, part time and they did it around their full time jobs. It was always like, while well, you're joining an MLM to get the goal of leaving your full time job, and it's like, yes, there are some people that are miserable in their full time jobs. There are some people that really like need an outlet and having a side business or having some type of passion on the side that will still spark joy in them will give them that outlet. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that really love their nine to five, like they love it and they don't necessarily want to leave it. They just want to expand their, um, their sources of income. So I feel like the extreme like mentality that people have, like it's no, it's either the full-time job mm -hmm. or the entrepreneur. And it's, that leads me like to another thing is like working for yourself is not easy like let's just like it's not whoever like, said that <laughs> I mean like there are some things that of course I would me being as as like somebody who works full-time there are some things that I of course like would love I would love to wake up whatever time I want to every day I would love to take a vacation whenever I want to and not have to ask anyone for PTO. But there are some things in my job that I actually crave. Like I do crave um, organization. I do crave structure. I do crave like, sometimes I do crave those um, performance reviews so I can know like, like, wow, Kathy, you're doing a good job. And no, I don't base my work based off of my manager's approval, but it's nice to hear from someone else. Like when you're an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, you have to do a lot of self-motivation. You have to do a lot of self-discipline because you're working for yourself, unless you have employees, mm -hmm. of course, but you're working for yourself. Um, and it's not easy. It's also not easy to create content. It's, it's, not, it's not easy to create content. It's not easy to wake up and be like, I am going to create content. And it's like, if, even if you don't, um, even if you don't, if you love your job, even if you love being a content creator, even if you love being an entrepreneur, that doesn't mean that every day you're going to wake up and feel like you love it. Mm -hmm. And the thing with a nine to five is like, whether you wake up and love your job or not, you need to go to work. Right? <laughs> you, need to, you need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and you have the, and the thing about also a nine to five is that you have a stable, well, sort of stable income, unless you get laid off or fired or quit or whatever, mm -hmm. but you have a stable type of income that can support your side business. If that's what you want. Or the other way around. So I don't feel like it has to be like extreme. I don't feel like anybody that has a side business has to have the goal of leaving their nine to five if they don't want to. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's like whatever works for you. But I feel yeah. like there's it's just like there's this like absorbing mentality where everybody just wants one thing to work for everyone. And it's like people have to really be careful who they take advice from these days on on the internet because that's true. Everybody on in these MLM companies and everybody in these like network marketing companies or in these other type of companies, 
literally just wants you to leave your job. Like, if you don't love your job, just leave it and pursue your passion. And it's like, it, it takes money. If you don't have savings and you right. don't have anything else, then what you doing? Like, why you left your job for? Maybe that's mm-hmm. But like, how you, why you left your job? Like, you know? And that's the thing. And on both spectrums, um, you're not getting the whole, the whole picture, right? When someone is... I work a full-time job. Yeah, like when you are a full-time worker, right? People think, oh, there's that security, that stability. When in reality, at the blink of the eye, they can let you go and they will not care. Your job will be posted the next day, you know? So there's that. Or when, like you said, MLMs or other business opportunities present themselves like, oh, you have so much time freedom and you'll be able to do whatever you want, work while you do this. And it's like, no, if you work for yourself and you work from home, you have to have a, a schedule. You have to have yeah. a structure. And when you're starting out your own business as a <laughs> as an entrepreneur, you have less time. Like a lot of people joke and say, I left my nine to five to work 24 seven. Yeah. But in reality, like in the first, you know, months, years, like you're going to be putting a lot of work in. And yeah. of course you have to be balanced, but like, it's not this like, fairy tale glamorous lifestyle like you're gonna have to put in a lot of work so that mm-hmm. eventually yeah you can scale back and you can actually enjoy your the fruit of your labor a little bit more you know i was about to say that yeah yeah because you like how are you gonna how are you gonna enjoy your labor your fruit of your labor if you're working all the time like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah and it's, it's also not just like oh you start your own business and boom like all of these clients come and then you're automatically like making all this money you know like that's a very false pretense that a lot of people portray um on this app so i think with either situation you really have to think it through um i know some people do take the leap and they quit their job and things work out for them but for me um that that would my anxiety would literally just go I was insane. Say that. I literally was about um, to say that. Yeah, like for me, my situation was different because I did have that secure corporate job that mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be at um, for for a long time. Not because I was super happy there, but because it was easy. I enjoyed the people I worked with, and you know, I just thought like, okay, it was I was comfortable, right? And then COVID happened, and they were like, okay, see you. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I had to like pivot and see. What am I going to do? Am I going to apply to another job where I'll be in the same situation where, like, I'm kind of happy, but, like, not really. Like, I still want something more. And so, yeah, that was super difficult having, like, literally living off unemployment and having one income in the household for several months. Like, that was a lot of sacrifices had to be made. But was it worth it? Yeah. But you have to know, like, either way, there's going to be sacrifices made you just have to see which one is going to be more beneficial for you over the course of your life. Like what's more sustainable for you? What makes yeah, you happy? And I, exactly. And I feel like, just like you said, like it's, it's about what is going to be more sustainable for you because there is those, there are those people that quit their jobs and they're just like pursuing their passion and they're working, like doubling down on everything they're doing and it's working for them. But that doesn't mean that anything that they got overnight is going to last. And that also doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Like, mm-hmm. it may not. And you may be the person that has to work a little harder. Or you may be the person that's going to work differently for it. And it's just like, obviously, if you are, there are some people that really love their job. Like, I don't have any complaints about my job, except that I don't want to, I don't want to commute anymore. <laughs> I literally just want to work from home. And I can't do that all the time. So I have to stay where I'm at. (laughs) 
but that doesn't mean that just because um just because I there's something in my job that I don't like that I'm just gonna up and leave because I, I love being a business coach like yes I love that but once this replaces that income maybe I'll consider moving but that doesn't mean that I have to and I and I I've seen it so meant so often where people are just like oh claim oh especially this like this thing that I've seen around Instagram, which is like repost this if you want to claim wealth for yourself and finally leave your nine to five and pursue your passion. Like just take the leap and do it in six months. And I'm like, that is not realistic. <laughs> like <laughs> it is not realistic for yeah. someone to just up and leave and have all of their wealth come into them. Just like you said, especially when you're building a business from the ground up, it's going to take time. It's going to take time for people to even know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. For people to even know like who, what is she doing? Like, I thought she was working in an office. What's happening? Or for people to even, like, trust you, like, with their money, essentially. Or to trust mm -hmm. you with, like, helping them. And it took me a while to have, like, sustainable clients. But still, I'm still not where I want to be. Of course, we all have improvements. We all have places that, and goals that we want to be. But that doesn't mean, like, if I get up to making a certain amount of money a month that I'm going to be like, well... I could just leave my nine to five. Who knows? Who knows what can happen? Like sometimes nine to fives um, offer insurance that maybe you can't get any elsewhere. Maybe mm -hmm. if you don't have a spouse that has insurance that you could be under, like who's yeah. gonna have insurance? You know, like <laughs> it's like it, like right now Ali's living his life as a dual income dog. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean, like especially if you have children, you have to like consider that also. So. It's just a lot to consider before y'all start believing everybody on this app because there are a lot of false lifestyles out there and there's just like so it's so misleading the the people that tell you like oh you could just up and quit this like i i truly believe that you should not be in a place that's going to make you miserable mm -hmm. but i do believe that you should strategize if you are in a place that makes you miserable you should strategize on how to get out instead of just making a rash decision yeah, I think in either field, you really need to know your self-worth. And yeah. that's something I totally wish I took more seriously when I was in a corporate job because mm -hmm. I let I settled for so little and I let Ooh, so much yeah. so much slide, right? Because I just felt like, oh, you know, I gotta pay my dues, I gotta climb that corporate ladder. And in reality, like, no, you don't have to. Like someone else, somewhere else will value what you have to offer. And I feel like there's also that stigma of like people feel like you have to be at jobs for like years at a time before you can move on. When in reality, like, no, like you need to find what's a fit for you and pivot and use those experiences to land your ideal position, to uh, land your ideal salary. So I definitely think when it comes to the corporate life, you, you really need to know your self-worth. If your company, company is not offering you the professional development that you want, get it elsewhere take free courses, like do the work so that you don't have to rely on them and you yeah. will eventually be able to overstep them and find another opportunity. And the same thing when you're, you know, starting your own business, like know your self-worth, know that you have what it takes, you know, even if there's a million other people that are doing the same thing that you want to do, you're you, like you're going to bring something special to whoever you work with. You're going to bring something special to whatever product you're making, like whatever it is, realize that, you got it. Like you don't have to, you know, as much as it's nerve wracking, it's, it's something new. Um, you're, you're capable, like no matter what you're doing, just know the value that you bring to the table 
And it may take, like you said, it's not going to be overnight that you're going to just like automatically things are going to click. It's going to take a lot of trial and error, but go like use those errors as lessons, like learn from your mistakes, like just be patient with yourself um, because it's not easy. Like, I don't want people to think like, oh, it's just like I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs all day, like no big deal, you know, like, no, it's, it's, it's a lot either way. Yeah, and especially for those um, content creators that are actually making, like, a business out of it, like, people who, like, do TikTok for, for their job or people who, like, make reels as their job. Like, yeah, making reels is fun. Being creative and being able to, like, like express yourself creatively is fun. But it does take work also because you also have to figure out Instagram strategies. You have to figure out when you can do this. You have to be able to pitch yourself to brands if you want to have sponsorships. You have to be able to know how to draft these type of professional letters. You have to be able to know like all these type of brand strategies and all of that stuff that is going to make a brand trust you for you to get a sponsorship or partnership with them. It takes some type of skills. So obviously, if you have those skills in your nine to five, you can apply them to your side business. And if you have creative skills or some type of um, creative marketing experience, you can apply that to your nine to five job. So it's like those skills can go hand in hand. Um, but it was something you said that had like triggered a, a thought and I forgot. You, ba <laughs> you basically had said, um, oh, about people like making content all day. Like, no, it is not, it is not easy. Like, even though, oh, yes, preach, I had, preach. girl, it's, it's <laughs> not like, of course, what there goes Ollie is not see case of point <laughs> it's not it's not easy because like you have to know and then especially if you're building a business on your own you have to know how to stand out so you have to realize like okay how am I not gonna look like everybody else and what am I gonna do that I'm gonna stand out from mm -hmm. everybody else but how do I still stay on trend and how do I still get more exposure because that's essentially what you're doing it for but how do I still save myself? Like, it's a, it's a mental battle sometimes. Like, it's a real mental battle. And I, I only have these little pockets of time, a limited time when I do it. So I can imagine somebody who has more, essentially more time because they're not working in a corporate job, but that's still time that they need to make sure that they pour into themselves. So that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that. I was like, like welcome like your mental to my life. Game that you play every day. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, no, it's true. Like, honestly, it's, it's a blessing, right. To even be um, approached by certain brands and companies that want to work with you. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, a lot goes into a lot of planning, a lot of like back and forth before you even like get a brand, you know, partnership. And then there's also the part where like, you don't have to say yes to everything. And so that's something that I've definitely been yeah. like practicing over the last few months, because I'm thankful that I've gotten more opportunities or brands want to work for me or work with me rather but it's not always the right fit. So you really have to see like, what's your brand? What's your mission? What's your niche? Like, what are the things that you're really trying to accomplish through either content creation or your, or your business to see if brands that want to partner with you align because just because they're offering you some money or just because they want to send you something free, if it doesn't make sense, then your audience is going to see that People will lose trust in you because you're just, they're going to see that you're just promoting something because they paid you or they sent it to you. It's not going to be authentic. And that's something that I'm super like strict on, which makes it all the much harder for me to like yeah. one, find brands that I want to work with. And two, when I am creating like content for them, making sure that 
one, it works for me and it works uh, for them. And it's very time consuming. It's very difficult because the bar is set high now. Like a lot of people do this full time. And so, yeah, like the way that these, you know, videos and, and reels and TikToks are made is amazing. Yeah. Like it's, it's amazing. And it, for me, it definitely inspires me and it makes me want to improve, um, you know, the work that I do. But like, you also have to realize like you can't get wrapped up in like trying to compare yourself to these people or like try to copy every single person that you see, because a lot of times these people have like film experience. They have other skills that like the average person doesn't. So just do the best that you can, like with the resources that you have. But make no mistake, it is it is not an easy thing to just like come up with a concept and like create content for for yourself or for another brand. Yeah, and I like the way that you um that you mentioned that because the same way that you have to find your voice when it comes to speaking up for yourself in regards to your salary when you're working is you have to speak up to yourself for yourself when it comes to your brand and what you expect from mm-hmm. getting paid from these brands. And the thing is that obviously speaking to corporate when you're working a nine to five may be little depending on you it may be like more or less intimidating than speaking to a brand um but the thing is like there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to speaking to your corporate job about like either raising your salary or matching a salary or something like that and there's a there's not a lot of leeway that you can have in that depending on the field that you're in Mm -hmm. um but if you're a content creator, there's a lot, there's, there's kind of a lot of leeway sometimes because of the diversity that is in content creation, because of the amount of people that they're probably partnered with. So it really just depends on you. And, but you have to make sure that you are firm in what your brand stands for. You have to be firm in what you stand for. Um, that's whether you work nine to five or whether you are a full-time content creator, like you have to re remember, what do I stand for? What do I believe in? Have I like uh translated that to my audience because mm-hmm. just like you said like i cu- i already know there are definitely some unfortunately some like content creators and like influencers that i've had to unfollow because they will promote anything anything like you could tell that they just do anything for a check and i'm just like yeah what how do i even know that this is a good product to use how do i even know that this is a good service to use mm-hmm. because i know you're getting paid for it so i'm just like you know what i'll pass yeah but you you have to you have to speak up for yourself you have to use your voice especially as women we have to use our voice and we have to make sure that we are not getting less than what we deserve and it's not easy it's not easy in in being a full-time um entrepreneur and it's not easy especially in corporate when you're among all these men it's not easy at all so yeah, yeah that's one thing that i i hate kind of about like the nine to five life is like i really like hate having to do that especially when it comes to like performance review times and it comes to like race time i'm like okay i gotta go do this again um but it's which is a little more i guess like flexible when it comes to being a full-time entrepreneur because it can happen at any time mm-hmm. but yeah you have, you have to always make sure that you're standing up for yourself and you're using your voice Yeah, and like you said, as women, we have naturally a lot of, like, expectations and, like, responsibilities that are put on our shoulders, Um, whether you're in a corporate job or if you work for yourself, you know, like, you feel like you have to just solve all the problems because that's just how, unfortunately, the world is. But um, like you said, uh, it's really important to know who you are, stand up for yourself, 
It's not being aggressive. It's being assertive. Okay. And don't let anyone who's intimidated by your confidence tell you otherwise, because especially in the corporate world, they will try, but do not let them succeed. If you, yeah, you know what you're talking about. Let Mm -hmm. them know that you know what you're talking about. Advocating for yourself is a skill. It is a skill. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that should definitely be taught more (laughs) in especially in like college courses and and stuff like there's so many skills that um unfortunately aren't aren't taught at at that young age where we could really benefit from it and instead they're trying to teach you freaking calculus that no one's ever going to use unless you're in that field but like so um but and i think also too something that's important no matter what field or what avenue you decide to go to the one thing that i think is important for everyone especially young women is even if you want to have a nine to five or if you want to have your own business creating multiple streams of income whether that's you investing whether that's you using a skill to make money on the side as a consultant whether it is creating something of your own Mm-hmm. Making multiple streams of income is something that is honestly a necessity in the way that the world is going right now. I agree. Price, inflation, like there's so many things that are going on and the nine to five is only going to give you a raise but so much. And if you're starting your own True. business, it's going to take you a while to make, you know, the money that's going to make you comfortable. So mm-hmm. creating multiple streams of income, I think is something that's for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's worth taking the time to explore to see where you can actually like find room for that in your day to day. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Because I feel like um, whenever you have multiple streams of income, there's not only, you're not only, you're not putting all of your eggs in one basket. Like you're literally exactly. spreading them around. And there are so many resources now actually that offer people either free courses or very short-term courses or very affordable courses um, just mm-hmm. to give you that skill under your belt so that you have that. And then you can apply for out of internship somewhere. You can apply for um, being an assistant somewhere or even starting your business from the ground up. If you want to just, I don't know if you want to just sell like jewelry or you want to sell like like uh, any type of product that you have, you can open an Etsy shop, you can open a Shopify shop, anything like that, even Squarespace that um, you started as well. It's like you can do, you can sell digital products. Like you don't even have to have an actual like physical product. Mm-hmm. You can sell digital products. You can even like, I've learned in like a very short amount of time that people will pay for something they don't have to do themselves. Like they will. Yep. Whether that is, for knowledge, whether that is for a product, what whatever it is, if you have it, no matter what the price is, people are going to pay for it because they didn't have to do it themselves. So if you have a skill, don't think that your skill cannot be monetized. Your skill can always be monetized. You just have to be able to research mm-hmm. and do your due diligence so you can figure out how to monetize it yourself. But you mm-hmm. can absolutely do that no matter how like, bizarre you think your skill is i'm telling you there's somebody out there that probably needs it so just mm-hmm. try to research it she said i always pay for convenience yeah absolutely time absolutely. is money time is money absolutely why spend six months researching something when somebody literally has it there that they probably spent six months on but they already have it available for you yep so just get it so the yeah. same way that you can do that you can you can sell it too very true (laughs) like listen um no and even within your nine to five there might be certain benefits that you might not even be utilizing they might pay for courses they might pay for you to learn a new language 
Um, even now through social media, there's people that literally just, sorry, there's like a, something flying. <laughs> there's Not literally okay. people that just vlog their get ready with me or like day in the life of them going to work and they monetize like, like like that's brilliant Legit. so Legit. there's so many opportunities out there now that you can have both if you want or you can have whatever your passion is pursuing it and also make money in another another way girl while i was doing my master class last week i was researching things for my master class right Mm-hmm. And I saw that there was this lady that she was she was teaching on how to create Canva templates for yourself. And I was like, so you're telling me that I can create a Canva template? And she was like, yeah, and if you wanted to, like, monetize it, you can do that, too. And I'm like, people have – Canva is, like, on and popping right now. So everybody has yeah. access to Canva. But not everybody wants to go in there and make a template. So if you mm-hmm. know, if you're creative, that's a shameless plug. If y'all are interested in like graphic design, but if you are creative and you know how to put things together quickly, put together some templates and digital products and sell it. Sell it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like people will pay for convenience, just like Vanessa said. People are going to pay for convenience. People will pay for things that they don't have to do themselves, and they yeah. will absolutely like be able to trust you. And that could be like. That could be the start of something great. That could be the that, that could be where you start and then you can make it bloom into something else. Like don't shortchange yourself. But I do definitely um, agree with B when it comes to like multiple streams of income, no matter what that is. I mean, legal, of course, but like no matter what. <laughs> the, the disclaimer, <laughs> disclaimer. Make, sure, make sure it's legal. Um, <laughs> something that I just thought of, which I feel like could be funny um, since we're both pretty much like on opposite ends of the spectrum. What's yeah. something that you look forward to in the future when you can just own your time? So this is going to sound very like maybe uh, juvenile, but I really look forward to a lot of like, I really look forward to more sleep. <laughs> I can never, <laughs> I can never get enough sleep. Like I can literally look forward to more sleep. And there's just something about, so I work in an office right now and I have to like talk to patients all day on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that anymore. I do not want to talk to anybody on the phone. Like, if I had the choice of not talking to anyone on the phone, that would be great. Like, I love FaceTime and texting. But, like, don't call me. Like, I, I can't. And I don't. And I think I don't like <laughs> calling because I, I talk to everyone. Yeah. Like, on the phone all the time. You're so I'm just like, it. I'm really tired of talking to y'all. Like, I'm tired of it. And I don't want to look at emails anymore. I think those, like, like logistic things, I'm just tired of, like, the tedious, like, tasks. I also look forward to um, not having to ask for coverage if I have to take a day off. Like, I really look forward to that. Even though I don't have problems with it now, but it's just like an extra step in asking for my PTO. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I really just, I can see myself like having a, like even working, even if I'm working at a nine to five or even working for myself, like just having my laptop and being by the pool somewhere or being like on my balcony somewhere. Like, I just need to be outside. I need to just be outside in the air in the fresh air you were just in the fresh air this weekend right oh my god yeah it was amazing i, was like, I need i need a house tomorrow yes, like, yes. i Even if i had like over... a little townhouse like i just need like a, a balcony i need a balcony. yeah it makes a huge difference um it does and then i'll share things that i miss actually about yeah i was supposed to ask you nine to five. So I miss having coworkers. I feel like a lot of people probably, probably like they hate their coworkers, 
But in my no, last, I love my coworkers, yeah. in my last job, I had the best coworkers. Like we got so close that we still talk to this day. And so they were really the ones that like kept me going in day in, day out because yeah. even though I loved what I did, the environment and like who I worked for was was toxic but like those were my people and I knew that we were all working together we were gonna have a good time so I miss that because when you do work alone like it's just you it's being Olivia and Vinny just like hey (laughs) (laughs) looking at each other you know like I don't really get to and I enjoy collaborating so I don't really like get to do that often so I do miss that and then of course I do miss traveling for work like now I don't have a need to to travel for work like unless Mm -hmm. I you know just take a vacation but yeah um I do I do miss that um going to like new places and getting a breakup in in the routine um and I kind of do miss like having a dedicated workspace yeah like having my own little like yeah because I used to have a standing desk which I, I miss that to pieces, like, honestly, like a standing desk is a game changer. Um, so that's something I need in my life in the future. I need to get um, that too. But yeah, those are like the three things that I probably miss the most, but mm-hmm. um, I definitely don't regret. <laughs> I don't regret <laughs> making the changes that I did and like taking the route that I did. There's no regret. I definitely agree. Like, I definitely agree because my coworkers are awesome. Like, I literally have, um, I would, like, look at the schedule and I'd be like, yo, today's about to be popping. Especially <laughs> because, like, we'll come in and, like, we'll reminisce yeah. on, like, the true crime that we watched. And it's, like, it's just, it was so popping. But there's sometimes, yeah. and especially when you're, like, going through something at work, like, they're going through it, too. So they're just like, yo, this is whack. Like, it's just, we all can agree on that. Yeah. But it's just, no, I get it. I get it. And I, I honestly do like the structure of a day. Like, I like having, like, a structured day. I don't like... I don't, I need to work on my like self-discipline. So I, when, if I'm like going to be working for myself, I need to give myself hours as well. It's one thing that I also like um, advise my clients to do too. Like set, even if you're like an entrepreneur, set work hours for yourself because that's how you set boundaries for yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, if I was a full-time entrepreneur, I will have to set like boundaries. So on my job, honestly, like I feel like if I'm a full-time entrepreneur, like I would still have hours from nine to five. Like, I would yeah. still be working from that time because, or maybe it'll be a little later. Maybe it'll be, like, 11 to maybe, like, 6 or 7 mm-hmm. because I'm, I've, I've been working full-time my entire life. So, it's, like, that is how my body operates. And I'm just, like, okay, like, if the, I can do all of this work within this time, like, I'll still have free time the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's all about, like, setting boundaries, which is something that I'll definitely have to do if I eventually leave this job. But I just, I hear I'm, I'm really, really, really sick of commuting. Like, I'm really, like, really sick of commuting. <laughs> it's you it's ghetto. It's ghetto, honestly. It's very ghetto. It's getting ghettoer every day. Like, yeah. the ghetto the has is no the joke. Tent. Like, it's disgusting. So I'm really, like, that's the only, the only complaint that I have. Like, especially when it's, like, raining or snowing. I'm just like, why do I have to get on the train again? Like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do this? So, yeah, that's why I had to take today off. <laughs> hey, take the mental like health days, months. okay? Listen, take it's them. a mental health day. It just is yes, what it take is. them. Take your PTO. If anybody is listening to this, take your PTO. Evaluate yes. your PTO and take a day because I know you have a day. It's only May, so you should have some days. So take a day, schedule your vacation, even if you're not going anywhere, you don't have to. You can have a staycation. If your job is just like, where are you going? There's none of their business. 
Mm-hmm. Take the day off. My old job used to pressure me so much to be like, oh, where, where were you on your day off? Like, I wasn't here. I was out of the office. That's where I was. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, that's it. I was out of the office. I was not here. You don't need to know where I am. You just need to know I'm back. Like, what am I going to do now? That's it. So take the days off, please. And if you're an entrepreneur, take days off as well. That's especially needed. Because I feel like as an entrepreneur, you need even, you need even more time off. Like, because you're always with yourself. So you, you need, how did that work for you? So that's definitely something that I've realized over the last probably like three months is to like have at least two days where they're just for me. So like how you would have, you know, Saturday or Sunday to yourself. Um, they vary depending on the week, but like I blocked yeah. off on my calendar, like for people to schedule calls with me Sundays, I don't take any calls because I just felt like before I would take some on Sundays and I just was like, you know, it's a lot. Like I want to just have a, have a day where I can just not, you know, really do anything. Yeah. So Sundays are usually like one day that is just for me. And then another day throughout the week, depending like how my schedule is, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's important. Like, I feel like. Um, people need to realize like, yeah, I might be home all day, but I'm not just like chilling. So I still need to take like breaks and I still set boundaries for myself. Um, even with my clients, you know, like I tell them, yeah, you can reach me throughout the week. I'll respond. Obviously if I'm available, if not, I'll let you know, because you need to, you need to set those boundaries and people understand yeah. that because they have their own boundaries too. So um, that's something super important if you are a full-time entrepreneur to have a schedule for yourself, have days off. Like when you do go away, if you're constantly tied to your phone, are you actually enjoying yourself being away? So like, no. it's okay to tell, you know, let your clients know, let, you know, social media know like, Hey, I'm going to be taking a break or I'm going to be off this day so that they know not to, you know, to bother you. That is so important because there's nothing like if you started your full-time entrepreneurship journey so that you can eventually have time freedom, but then you're always tied to your phone, like you don't have time freedom. You just don't. So that's the thing. It's about being flexible, right? I feel like you'll never have time freedom no matter what, you know, what position or like what business you have, but it's about being flexible. Like, yeah, Yeah. I have more flexibility in my schedule than the average person. And I like that, but that doesn't mean I'm just like free all the time. Like, if right. I'm doing, you know, talking to clients throughout the, the day, like, no, I can't just like pick up and like go run an errand or like do something for someone, you know, like I have my dedicated time for work and then I have mm-hmm. my time for, for life. Yeah. Like you have to set work hours for yourself too. And it's just like, just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you're on call. Like you're not mm-hmm. on call if you're, and there's, and that doesn't mean like, I like the fact actually that you said that you have certain days that you take client calls because, um, that's like a like there's a misconception that if you are i mean this could happen in other people's businesses too but sometimes people take client calls every day um Mm -hmm. but that could be a lot of energy that is draining out of you for you to be taking client calls a day then there has to be some days that you work on your business there has to be some days that you create content there has to be Mm -hmm. some days that you do self-care like and there's only seven days in a week (laughs) so you have to have like you have to be able to schedule that accordingly but I like that. I like that you said that you only um, take client calls two days out of the week. I'm honestly the same. Like, I um, I don't work on my business at all on the weekend. And I let my clients know that. I'm like, if you need to reach me, it's going to be from Monday through Friday. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be any time that I'm able to respond to you. But I don't mess- message them on the weekend. Even if they send a message in, I will not respond until the weekend. Because I feel like once... 
especially if you're in a client facing business, once you set that boundary with your client, if they eventually want to start a business of their own, they know to set that boundary with their clients too. And they know to set mm -hmm. that boundary with themselves. So it's just, they develop a sort of respect for your business and then they would develop a respect for themselves too. And they mm -hmm. learn how to trust themselves too. Especially if you've taught them something, like especially with you, like you're a health and fitness coach. And if you're guiding somebody on nutrition and you're guiding somebody on ways to eat and how to um, to help their gut and all of that. And if they have a question and it's on a day that you don't answer, um, they have to learn how to trust themselves. You have to learn how to like dig deep into the knowledge that B taught me and be like, okay, let me try to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And then B will just get back to me whenever she can get back to me. But at least... Mm -hmm it won't be a reliance on a coach. It'll be somebody sort of like a mentor, but somebody that's you, that's not very needy toward mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. clingy. Yeah. But this was so needed. I feel like I needed to get this off my chest because <laughs> I had seen so much of it online, especially since January um, with all of these like so-called like networking events going on. Like there's so much talk of, entrepreneurship and nine to five and like the great resignation it was like there was a whole bunch of talk around that um and i just wanted to let all of you know we actually have said a lot in this episode and we wanted to let all of you know that do what is best for you whether you work full-time or you work as full-time for yourself or full-time for somebody else or you do both and you do one on the side do whatever works for you have a schedule set those boundaries and make sure that you stand up for yourself and you really define who you are. Um, and don't let anybody influence you to do otherwise, but always uh, have multiple streams of income. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, this episode is going to be uploaded onto the podcast shortly. And um, we appreciate all of your feedback and, but definitely let us know what you want to